We're back here, whole nine yards on a Thursday afternoon. Drew Pien here with Brandon Kikorian. Brandon, how's it going? It's going good. How about you? Pretty good. Uh, I mean, the playing games so far, I think overall, if we're just going to talk about have they been a success or a failure so far, I think they've been a clear success. I don't think anybody would uh, would argue that. I mean, what's your opinion on that so far? Yeah, I mean, I was actually wondering if, uh, before going into playing games, were you a fan of it or not? And for me personally, I was going to say yes. Um, and you're right. I mean, the especially last night's game, the Lakers-Warriors game, that was obviously the best game. Uh, but even the other games, I mean, they were still entertaining to watch. Uh, you know, the, we'll get more into them. But, you know, the spurs Grizzlies game, even though it was a technically, you know, it wasn't the best, like, overall experience to watch. It was definitely a fun game. It was back and forth, came down to the wire. Um, then obviously Tuesday's games, you know, the first game was a blowout, but the Wizards Celtics game was close throughout the whole game until the end. So, yeah, definitely a success by far. And the people who were, you know, not uh, people who are opposed to it going into it, I think they definitely um, changed their minds probably after these games because um, it's clearly entertaining. You know, one game elimination between obviously like last night Lakers Warriors, but yeah, I think it's I think it's a very good success for the NBA. You know, I would agree. I think my only caveat to it is. I mean, the games we're going to talk about for today and tomorrow is just if the Warriors lose, I'll be I'll be upset because if there was no playing game, they'd be facing the Jazz in the first round of the playoffs. And if you made me choose between the plan tournament and the plan tournament resulting in the Warriors not being in the playoffs, I, I would rather have no plan tournament because I'd want I want the Warriors to be in the playoffs and I'd be I'd be sad if they got to the eight seed first round and they were just completely gassed and had no chance because, yeah, I mean, that, that the play of tournament's cool, but if the play in tournament's going to result in a team like the Warriors being super gassed, even more so gassed than they already would be going into the first round of the playoffs, I just, then what's the point? Because these, these eight seeds, seven seeds are already at such a big disadvantage because, you know, they're already, they're just worse. Um I mean, it's it's they're it's the third and fourth, first through fourth best team in the league versus the like literally the sixteenth best team in the league, which is technically below average. So it's like to me, if if the Warriors are going to look gassed against the Jazz, because if 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 there was no playing tournament and and teams weren't gassed, and you told me, all right, best of seven series between the Jazz and the Warriors right now, I actually would be really inclined to go with the Warriors. That'd be a really I don't know if I would necessarily, if you made me bet my life on it, I don't know if I bet the Warriors, but that's like a really good upset pick in my mind to pick the Warriors. And if the plan tournament results in that being robbed of robbed from me, I just, that's upsetting, but. Yeah. And you know, the way it's worked out so far is that both seven seeds have won. So they are the seven seeds. So there's no complaining on that side, at least. And, you know, there's still, you know, depending on tonight's game, tomorrow's game, the eight seeds, the Warriors and Wizards could still be the eight seed. So it still could all work out. But you're right. I mean, for the Warriors to play two extra games, obviously the one last night that was based, that was, you know, that was a playoff game. That was like a game seven of a playoff series. So you're going to be gassed from that. Even if they win against the Grizzlies, you know, that's two extra games you have to play that are, you know, high intensity playoff games. So they probably won't be the same against the Jazz, assuming that they win tomorrow. Um, it, you know, it could be a 4-1 series where it could have been maybe a game six, possibly if it was just a normal playoff format, maybe even game seven, who knows if Curry, you know, was like he was last night. So, um, yeah, it's definitely, I think there's some downside to it, but the entertainment level and the excitement level that the games brought last night, 
uh, and the night before even. Um, I think that tops that. Now, it may be unfair to the players and the teams, but I think I think ESPN and TNT, I think they can understand uh, how much attraction that these games are having on social media, also just TV ratings alone. I think the Wizards-Celtics game was the highest-rated TNT game of the whole season. Um, so that clearly means something. Uh, that means you're doing something right with the playing games. I don't know. The ESPN numbers didn't come out yet, but I can only assume that that Lakers-Warriors game was the highest one of the season, too. Uh, so it will be interesting to see for next season if they stick with the 7-8-9-10 or if they just go with the 8-seed and 9-seed. Uh, for that one final spot. I feel like that's probably better, but again, the excitement level of having two games each for both conferences uh, definitely could change that. But I think, I think going one game for the future would probably be better, but I don't know. What do you think about that? From an entertainment standpoint, I like where we're at now with the seven, eight, eight, nine. Uh, but from a, just a logistics, like trying to make the best sport possible, I just don't think we really need to play in tournament just because we already let 16 teams into the playoffs. That's more than half the league. We need to give theoretically the 17th and 18th and 19th and 20th best teams chances to make the playoffs. Uh, To me, I don't, I just don't think we need it. Like look at the nine and 10 seeds this year Um, on the East and the West. I just, you know, if the Lakers are the nine and the 10 seed, then maybe, but you know, I, I just, do the, do the Grizzlies and the Spurs, or do they really matter? No. Uh, do the um, but what Pacers is- and Wizards, I mean, Pacers and um, Hornets. Hornets really matter? No, I just. But what if that the Warriors lost that last game of the regular season against the Grizzlies and they were the 10 seed? Normally, they wouldn't be in the playoffs, but because of this, again, they won that game, but let's say they lost that game, then they still would have had a chance. So, I think they're, I see what you're saying. I think it definitely makes sense. You know, you fight all season to get the eight seed or the seven seed, and then you have to play an extra game, even two games to still get into the playoffs. That does hurt, obviously, because what's the point of playing 72, at least this season, 82 normal years uh, in games, if you just have to play an extra one or two games to actually get in. But for a team that, like the Wizards, they were three and 12 to start the season. You know, they were, what, they were like 15 games under 500 um, in like March for them to even get to the playoffs. Like, I think that's where it matters, where you could have a team that has injuries or is just not playing well in the beginning that gets going as the season goes along. And you know they're a playoff team, but they just started off so slow that they had to make up so much ground. So I think that I think it works well for teams like that. Um, but I can see what you're saying. Like, to the Grizzlies and Spurs, are they playoff teams? No. I mean, they're just not. Uh, they're not that good. Obviously, the Spurs really weren't that good. The Grizzlies at least have a job, but they're still not that good of a team. Um, and even for the Hornets and Pacers, they're, they're not really playoff teams, honestly. So I do see what you're saying, but I do think for teams that struggle at the beginning or have injuries or for just excitement level, I think that it works for those teams, though. That would be the one exception, you know, like a team that gets, you know, like it's, let's say the Warriors were the 10 seed. Like that would be a place where, yeah, I'd like that. But we'll have to see if the war let's say the warriors win against the grizzlies if the warriors come out or even the grizzlies too i guess but if one of those teams wins and they come out super flat against the jazz you can tell kind of like that blazers team where they're just so gassed and they really just never had a fair chance going into it compared to the jazz who are going to be rested and ready to go if they're just not ready to go then i don't know that i love the playing tournament because even if the 10 seed does happen to get in or the 8 seed that loses to the 7 seed does get in if they're just super gassed because if curry's going to have to play I'm not sure how many minutes he played last night, but I'm going to assume it's, what, 40, 
probably close to 45. Um, um, he played 41. So if he's going to play 40 plus minutes a night for those two games and then go right into a series where the jazz have what almost a week of rest. I just, that's a, it's like if, if, and we'll see, we'll see, right? Like I'm not going to get them in trouble for something that hasn't happened yet, I guess. But if they are, if they do come out looking super flat, then I think you have to look at it and say, I want the eight seed to have a best, their best chance to win. And if the plan tournament doesn't do that, then that's, you know, then I get rid of it because the eight seeds and seven seeds don't win regardless. Yeah. And you could tell the Warriors were gunning to win that game yesterday. I mean, obviously they were, but they were playing the, probably the best game they played all season long in terms of team basketball. I mean, Wiggins and Draymond in the first half were amazing defensively. And I guess we can get into the game now. We'll start with that game, but they were amazing defensively to start the game. I mean, the Lakers had, um, I think they had like, they got it going right towards the end of the first half, but they basically had like 40 points at halftime. Uh, they had nothing going. Anthony Davis and LeBron were a combined, you know, like six of 20 or six of 25 from the field in the first half, something like that. Um, they were, they couldn't do anything offensively. Schroeder was really bad too. Um, the second half they picked it up, but you, you could tell they were trying to get that game so that you don't have to play on Friday and then you play Sunday. So you have less rest, even if you win Friday, if you were to win yesterday, you at least have Thursday, Friday, Saturday off. Obviously Curry's your main guy. He's going to play 40 minutes every single game anyways. Uh, in the playoffs, so expect another 40 minutes plus against the Grizzlies, and if they win that in however many games they're playing against the Jazz, it's 40 minutes plus. So, yes, they probably will be tired, especially a team like this where you have one guy who's really your only guy scoring-wise. Um, so that definitely hurts them, but, you know, in terms of that game last night, again, it was an amazing game. Um, it did look like the Warriors were going to win. I can't lie. I did think they really were going to win that game. Um, I thought some of the officiating, I thought some of it was pretty bad towards the end. Um, I guess you can't blame it on that, but there was some stuff against the Warriors I thought shouldn't have been called. Uh, but even still, I mean, the LeBron shot, it's definitely a great shot. You know, I, I did definitely not think he was going to make that shot, but, you know, that was the game winner. And he hit it over Curry, and then Warriors said no. Yeah, I think they turned the ball over in the last possession. But, uh, yeah, I guess what were your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I was going to talk. I mean, looking at the Warriors side, I agree. I mean, Draymond is a guy that, like we were talking about in that awards video, he's a low-key defensive player of the year guy. He's not prime Draymond defensively, but he's pretty close. I mean, he's he's just about there. And offensively, he's not. But And Wiggins, too. I mean, Wiggins is – he's turned – he's had a really nice year this year. I mean, he's a guy that is maybe not an all-defense type of guy but he's pretty close to him mean, he's a great defender and he can put he can score i mean he can put up 20 a game easily uh so i mean that's that's nice he's not your number two guy i mean you'd rather have thompson there being your number two so so wiggins can be your third scoring option but but still next year i think this warriors team is going to be really good if, if you get a prime or close to a thompson back on this team that'd be huge i mean i'm not holding my breath on it just because he's been injured but yeah uh it was a close game throughout throughout all of it. Uh, I predicted the Warriors upset. It didn't happen. I, I I don't know if you saw my TikTok or if anybody saw my TikTok, but uh, I made a TikTok like yesterday, and I and I said that I predict the Warriors to win. It'll be close, but I think the Warriors win. I think Curry goes for forty five plus assists, five plus rebounds, and he was three points off of forty and two rebounds off of uh, two sorry two assists off of five assists. I mean, if you, if you just add those three points and then add those two assists, the Warriors win that game. So I feel like I, as, as far as predicting the results, I was actually pretty close. I, I mean, I didn't get it perfectly correct, but I was pretty close. Uh, 
I thought the Lakers, I mean, I think they definitely looked slow at the start. Um, I'm not, I, I want to say, I just don't, I want to, I want to attribute it to just the lack of not necessarily chemistry, but they just haven't been out there that much. I mean, especially LeBron and AD, they just, if you're going to miss basically half the season, uh, you're just going to, in a one game situation right before the playoffs, I just, the, the Warriors looked more ready to go off the bat. Uh, but I mean, the Lakers ended up winning the game. They're just a better team overall. Like they just have more talent on paper. So I think that kind of just gave them the win uh, towards the end. I mean, LeBron hit that huge shot people calling it lucky on Twitter. I mean, I don't want to really get into that. I don't think I, it's hard to call a shot necessarily lucky just cause, but, um, but yeah, I thought it was a great game. There's not really too much more to say to it. I mean, I'm excited to see the Lakers play the Suns. Uh, we'll see how that series goes. I probably go with the Lakers. I mean, we can get into that, like, you know, I guess next podcast, but yeah, but yeah. the only, yeah. The thing I'll say about the Lakers is that they really only have seven players. Um, who you, I think you trust on that team. Um, Drummond, that, that it didn't really make sense when they got him, and it still doesn't make sense. He only played 17 minutes last night. He doesn't feel he doesn't work with that team. Um, he can't obviously can't shoot. He can only rebound. He can somewhat defend, but he really can't. Um, and he just clogs the lane for a LeBron drive or an Anthony Davis post up. So he's a non factor on that team. I think their best seven is Davis, LeBron, Schroeder, Caldwell Pope, Kuzma, and Matthews, um, and Caruso. Um, I guess that's eight, but no, that is seven, right? That's seven. Yeah, that's seven. Um, and even Kuzma, honestly, he's not even really a big factor in that because, because of his defensive liability. So that is somewhat of a concern for them. I don't think it will matter against the Suns. I think they're just better than them uh, when they're healthy. And it looks like they're, it looks like LeBron's not totally healthy, but I think 85%, 80% LeBron's better than just about anyone else in the NBA, honestly. So I think you'll take that. Um, and I don't expect them to play this bad again, you know, over the course of a series, especially now with some extra rest. Um, so yeah, we'll get into that series more probably the next episode when, um, right before the, right before those games do start, I guess maybe right after, um, because they start Saturday and Sunday. So I guess after game one, but, um, yeah, I just, that is somewhat of a concern for their lineup is that they're going to have to rely heavily on LeBron and Anthony Davis. Um, and it's not like last year where they were healthy. They're not healthy this year. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in that second round, possibly conference finals. Then if anything, the finals, what happens with that team? Yeah, no, I would agree. I just, if you look at the, the Lakers off season moves, I just, uh, I think you can start to question a lot of them. Uh, I mean, Harold just isn't good. Uh, I guess, yeah, Drummond's not an off season move, but Drummond just doesn't fit the team. I think, it kind of made sense with AD being injured. You bring Drummond in and maybe he can kind of fill the big man void. I don't know that he necessarily did. And he's just not the type of player that really on any championship contending team, he's just not, his play style just doesn't work anymore. Um, it's just, if you can't shoot, you can't really do anything other than rebound. And I just, I just don't know that you really need it. I mean, yeah, just look at yesterday's yesterday's game as, as proof of that. Uh, yeah. I just, yeah, no, I, I yeah. Yeah, um, so again, that was the Lakers-Warriors game. So obviously Lakers won, they'll face the Suns, Warriors face the Grizzlies. I guess we'll talk about that game now. Um, again, it was, wasn't was the best game to watch. Definitely wasn't pleasing, but it definitely was an exciting game. I mean, the Grizzlies were up like 20 um, the start of the game. The Spurs came back. Um, you picked the Grizzlies, I picked the Spurs to win this game. Uh, and, you know, it came down to the wire. And honestly, I mean, the Spurs shouldn't have won that game. Obviously they didn't, but I mean, they shot 35% uh, from two and 
only 36% from three, but they only took 22 attempts. So it's not, you know, it's not that many attempts, honestly. Uh, but DeRozan was just terrible. He was five of 21 for the game. Um, Murray was four of 17. So their two biggest guys just didn't come in clutch. And if they just hit a couple more shots, they easily, I think they win that game. Uh, again, they only lost by four. The Grizzlies just never were able to pull ahead um, after the Spurs came back towards that, you know, second quarter, you know, early third quarter, they were never able to pull ahead again. They were always up five to eight points. Um, so I give the Spurs credit for always for staying in the game, but, um, yeah, I guess between the two, you know, the, the Grizzlies are definitely the better team, but, uh, again, the Spurs did have a chance to win it right at the end. Yeah, it was, uh, it, I, I thought it was going to be a little bit more back and forth. Uh, I really wasn't too back and forth at all. I kind of said Grizzlies kind of held control for the most part. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, I think the Grizzlies are just overall the better team. They have more talent on paper. I just, that Spurs roster, I mean, DeRozan, I just, I don't love DeRozan as your number one. You don't really have a number two. I mean, Murray's cool, but I mean, you kind of saw Murray. Murray's is not a scoring guy. I mean, he kind of showed it in this game only, only 10 points on 39 minutes. Yeah, he had a triple double, but I mean, 10, 11, 13, like, all right, cool. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I just, it's tough for the Spurs to win a game like this when you just don't have any firepower at all. So, yeah, I mean, props to the Grizzlies, I guess. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I guess just a little quickly on the Grizzlies. I mean, Jaw wasn't great in this game, but he didn't really have to be. I mean, Valanciunas was, I think we probably expected Valanciunas to be really good because the Spurs don't have a center. And then Brooks was probably the best player on the court for them. Um, but yeah, if they're going to have to win against Golden State, you need Jaw to be a lot better than eight of 20. And he wasn't very involved, honestly. Uh, which is weird because he obviously is their best player. And then Jaron Jackson only taking six shots. Uh, you know, if they're going to do something in the future, not even talking about this year, he's going to have to be way more involved in the offense. I know he's probably still coming back from the injury and everything like that, but um, he's definitely going to have to be more involved. He's their second best player. But, yeah, it's it'll be it'll be a good game, I think, in that uh, Grizzlies-Warriors game. I think it'll be a good game. I think the Warriors will win. I guess we can make our final predictions at the end of this episode, but um, I think it'll be a good game, though. It should, in theory, be a good game. We'll see. I mean, I kind of talk, I talked about it already, but we'll see how tired those teams are. I expect them to kind of come out a little bit flat. I think it's just it, – they're going to be gassed. I mean, just look at the minutes played from – I mean, look, I'll look at the Grizzlies right now. We already talked about the Warriors minutes played. But the Grizzlies, I mean, Jaw played 41. Dylan was 40. Valanciunas played 38. Like, that's going to be tough. I mean – those are your those are your three leading scores, and obviously because they played so many minutes, you're going to score a lot of points. But they're going to come out flat, I'd assume. Same with I, I Curry, I'd assume will come out flat. I'd assume Draymond might come out flat as well. Wiggins. Um, so yeah, I mean we'll see. I think it'll be a good game. Uh, I'll save my prediction, I guess, till the end. Uh, we can talk about the Eastern Conference games. I mean, I, I guess I'll start with Celtics Wizards because Celtics are my they're my team, I guess. Um, super close game. I think if Beal's healthy, my first take is if Beal's healthy, they they probably the Wizards probably win that game. Uh, I guess you could say the same about if Jalen Brown was healthy too, then you know you have him. But it basically took everything from Tatum to win that game. There's not too much to say. I just the, the Celtics, everything else other than that just didn't look great. I don't love the roster. Uh, you had a nicer Kemba than you typically have been getting the regular season. He played well, um, but you know we'll see. Now you get to go play the Nets, so we'll see on that. The Wizards side, I think Westbrook had an underwhelming game, but not a absolutely, absolutely horrible game. Uh, but if he played as well as he had been, I guess, 
kind of at that second half of the regular season, then the Wizards may have won this game from that as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Tatum dropped 50. It took basically everything from him. They're, and it's honestly, I don't even know if you want to win that game because now you're going to go play the Nets. I think as a Celtics fan, I would rather, if you give me the choice of playing the Nets or the Sixers, I'd rather play the Sixers uh, just because I think you match a little bit better up against them, even though, you know, they haven't beat and you really don't have, you know, a great big guy. But, but yeah, I, I it was, it was uh, better than the other Eastern Conference game for sure. Um, Pacers and Hornets, but you know, does it does this mean nearly anything nearly as much as the Western Conference seven eight seed? No. Yeah, and so on Tatum. Yeah, I mean, if he there, were, I think there was two things that won the Celtics this game. It was that the Wizards had no one who can guard Tatum, uh, and that was obviously clear throughout the entire game. The first quarter, first you know, first somewhat of the first half, he definitely was not that good. I think he was, I want to say he was five of 14 at some point, but then I think he went like 10 of 12 uh, for the rest of the game or even more uh, than that. Um, he was, I think he only missed a couple shots the rest of the game after that, but uh, they had no one who would guard him and they went three of 21 from three. So just those two alone, you just can't win if you don't have anyone to guard their best player. And he's going to go for 50, very efficient, 14 to 32, five of 12 from three. I think he went to the free throw line 17 times, made all 17 free throws, which the foul, there was definitely a foul difference, I will say. Um, I don't know if they were getting more calls or what, but there was definitely a big foul difference uh, between the two teams. I mean, for Tatum to go to this line 17 times in a game, where I think the Wizards went to the line 20 times as a team, I, I think it could be both that the Wizards just fa- couldn't have – they didn't have anyone to guard him, so they were fouling, but they were also getting some calls. Um, but was that the was that the game? Was that the difference in the game? No, because there was definitely other differences. But, um, yeah, you're right. Kemba played amazing. It was probably one of the better games he's played all season. I mean, he went 6 of 14 from three. I think he'll take that every single day. He looked more explosive. Um, he looked better, I would say. Um Definitely more in that second half when him and Tatum coming out of halftime again, they were down two and they came out of halftime and they just blew the water. They just blew the Wizards out, I should say. Uh, honestly, in that third quarter, they won, they won 38 26 in that third quarter, but it felt a lot more. I think they were on like a 21 to four run to begin that third quarter. So uh, that was the game right there. And um, you're right, going against the Nets, that's not going to be an easy matchup. I think maybe the Sixers would have been better, uh, but the Nets, I mean, either way, they weren't going to win the series no matter what, but the Nets is definitely a tougher matchup, I would say. Um, and then on the Wizards side, yeah, if Beal's healthy, I think it's a lot closer. I mean, you're still 10-25, to you're still decent, but, you know, from three, it was only one of six. Um, he definitely didn't look the, the same as he did in the regular season. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's – uh, Westbrook you're right I mean six of 18 I mean I don't know it's he was wearing a uh, um, like a shirt on his you know undershirt I don't know if he was injured or not I don't think they said anything but he hasn't worn that all season so I don't know if he had like a shoulder injury or something Um, I guess we'll know about that after the playoffs or something but yeah this was a game where it I picked the Wizards you picked the Celtics and I knew it would come down to Tatum, but I didn't think he was going to be this good. I just thought that they could, you know, they didn't even, I don't think they even doubled him once. I don't think he got doubled at all. So for them to go single and that, you know, the Wizards switch every single pick and roll. So they were just bringing someone, I think they're bringing Bertons to guard him on the pick and roll. Um, or even, you know, Westbrook sometimes, obviously he's the height advantage. Beal with the injured hamstring, he was guarding him almost the whole game, which didn't really make sense. So definitely some weird things on the Wizards side in that game. 
Um, but yeah, Tatum, I mean, that was, that was one of the better games he's played probably in his career. I would say, I mean, you you've watched them more, but I would say from what I've watched, that was one of his better games, especially in a playoff game. You know, if they lose that game, you don't know what could happen the next game. So definitely a very impressive performance by Tatum. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, the other Eastern conference game, uh, Pacers and wizards. Uh, I mean, I guess, sorry, what did I say? Uh, Pacers and Hornets. Jeez. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I guess I technically predicted the Hornets. I want to say I predicted the Hornets to win this game. Uh, clearly, just wasn't the case. It's tough for me to take away too much of anything. Um, I mean, what were your initial reactions? To me, I just, I don't think either team are very good. I, I expect the Wizards to win, uh, Wizards and Pacers. But, I mean, yeah, what were your takeaways? Yeah, I mean, the, the Pacers just couldn't miss, honestly. I mean, they were 16 to 35 from three. They shot 55% from two. Uh, the Wizards, I mean, the Hornets, they were 12 of 40 from three. So that was obviously a big difference in the game. And it was a 27-point game. But if threes aren't falling for the Pacers in the beginning and they're falling for the Hornets just even a little bit more, it's a completely different game. So it was like a 30, 40-point game, I think, at one point. Um, and the, the Pacers just couldn't miss any shots. And Rozier, you know, I was expecting a – bigger game from him and he was only seven of 20 0 of nine from three I mean I don't think most people thought that he was gonna go 0 of nine from three um so definitely some underperformed performances uh by uh the players on the Hornets especially their big three I mean long I mean uh, Lamelo was four of 14 Rozier seven of 20 uh Graham one of eight so when you're basically your three best players are going to do that you're not going to win the game anyways uh but do I see a difference in the Pacers between you know the end of the regular season and now not really. I think they were just hot from uh, the field. I mean, they did get Brogdon back, which definitely helps. I mean, he's one of the better players, um, one of the more underrated players in the league. Uh, and they didn't have him for a stretch. Uh, they still didn't have Turner. Lavert. it was learned that day that he is in COVID protocol, so he's not even available for this next game. And even if they win that, I think he's still out for another couple of days. Um, so we'll see what happens in that Wizards game. Um, I guess we can move on to that game now. Um, but yeah, so I guess in the regular season, the Wizards were 3-0 against the Pacers. Uh, and the Wizards will be the home team, which they were 2-0 at home against. Obviously, they won all three, but they were 2-0 at home against the Pacers. And, yeah, I think I think I want to go Wizards. And I know I went Wizards in the last game. And I went Hornets against the Pacers also, actually. But I think the Wizards are the better team. They seem to match up better with the Pacers. They, again, they don't have Turner, so they don't have the inside presence. Um, they don't have a Tatum. They don't have a guy on the wing who could shoot and can post up and can drive. They don't like, they don't have a guy who's unguardable. Sabonis, I think can be guarded. He could still go for 25, 10 and 10, like he usually does, but I think it would be quieter than I know 50 points, is 50 points, but let's say Tatum at 35, I think it will be a different, you know, 25 versus 35. I think Sabonis is just a different player, obviously. Um, but we'll see how much the, uh, you know, addition of Brogdon is to this lineup, but I still think the Wizards will win. Um, I expect, you know, Westbrook to play better. He, I think his averages against the Pacers this season is 27, 20, and 18, which is ridiculous, but um, I expect him to play better this game. And yeah, I expect him to shoot better too. You're not going to go 3 21 again, um, you know, two games in a row. So I do expect the Wizards to win this game. You yeah, know, I would agree. I just, it's going to be tough to go what they shot 16 for 35 from three, the Pacers. That's probably yeah. not going to happen again. Uh, I think the Wizards overall just have a better top two i mean yeah sabonis is great but uh beal and westbrook versus i mean sabonis and you know i don't, I don't really I, I don't know that the pacers really have a number two so I, I don't know who you would say is the number two maybe 
I, I, I don't know, maybe maybe Brogdon. Probably, yeah, probably Brogdon. Yeah. But I don't know. Brogdon on a championship winning team is probably literally like you know your fifth or sixth best guy. So, whereas you know Beal and Westbrook are better than that. So I, I yeah, I would expect the Wizards to win. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess predictions for for the um, Warriors and Grizzlies. I never said my prediction, but uh, I'd probably go with the, the Warriors. I, I think it'll be a close game. Uh, but I mean, the Warriors, I mean, Curry is the best player in that series and that, I guess, one game series and it's not close. Uh, Wiggins and Draymond are so great defensively. So, you know, they don't have much other, uh, much other else than that, but that should be enough to give the Warriors the win. As long as Curry doesn't put up a stinker, um, the Warriors should win. It'll be close. I think the, I think the Grizzlies, they're, they're a tough team. They've always been a tough team. I mean, Memphis is, that's kind of their thing or at least that's what it's been the past decade going back to the, the you know, Conley Gasol days and Zach Randolph. But, but yeah, I, I think it'll be a close game. I think the Warriors win. And I think we see, I guess, technically if that happens, that'd be the plan had no, you know, at least no teams got in from the plan that shouldn't have got in without the plan. So. Yeah. And for the Grizzlies Warriors game, I think, they ma- the Warriors match up way better against the Grizzlies than the Lakers. I mean, obviously, they're, the Lakers are built more front court than back court, while the Grizzlies are more back court than front court. So that works more in the Warriors' favor. Um, if Wiggins can give you, he was 10 of 18 for 21 points. If he can give you something like that in this game, I think he'll easily take that. And if he could be the defensive guy that he was, he's probably going to be on Brooks, I would assume. Um, Curry's going to be on Ja, or maybe they even have like, you know, uh, like someone else guard him, you know, so Curry just have, doesn't have to guard someone defensively. But I think Curry will probably be on Jaw. Wiggins will be on Brooks. You know, the big question is going to be Valanciunas. I think Valanciunas can do what he did against the Spurs and have, go for 23 points, 23 rebounds, and you could still win this game. Um, I think it's – I think that's just what's going to happen. They don't have anyone to guard him. You're, you're probably not putting – I mean, I guess you may put Draymond on him, but that's not the guy that Draymond guards. You know, it's a post guy who is in the paint, who lives in the paint. That's not the guy who Draymond guards. So I guess that could be maybe a factor, but I don't even think it will. I think he could do whatever he has to do, and the Warriors will still win. And even that uh, Warriors-Lakers game, Curry wasn't great in the beginning, and then he turns it on going into the second uh, – going into the end of the first half, and then for the whole second half, he was pretty much on fire the whole time. Uh, the Lakers just were able to get stopped and able to get baskets when they needed to, but – um, this game, yeah, the Grizzlies are just a much worse team than the Lakers, so I think the Warriors will be able to win. Yeah, no, I'd agree. But uh, do you have anything else to say from the playing tournament? Or um, Actually, not NBA-wise, but, I mean, there was a report today, uh, NFL-wise, that the Falcons do want to trade Julio Jones. I guess just quick NFL stuff. Um, it's been heavy NBA, but um, that was a report today. I saw it on Twitter, I forget from who, but I think people kind of expected this, um, but it is kind of weird. You know, you pass up on the quarterback at four to take pits, and now you're trying to trade Julio, which again, people did expect, but I guess they just didn't love any of the, they didn't love Fields or Jones there at four. Obviously, Lance, Wilson, and Lawrence were off the board at that point. So I don't know exactly what they're trying to do. You know, Matt Ryan is still going to be their quarterback. So um, I guess I saw the Patriots were one of the teams that were favored for Jones. So I guess do you have an opinion on that. Uh, as far as the Falcons are concerned, uh, it, 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 when you draft pits, it kind of made it look more, not necessarily win this particular year, but you were in a more of a win now mode with the aging yeah. Ryan. You kind of wanted to stick with that core. 
if you're trading Julio, that's the biggest part of that, you know, 2016 Falcons core. So you're kind of just giving up on, you know, going to the Super Bowl anytime soon, really, in my mind, or at least, you know, giving up on that old core. It would depend on the return. If you can get, you know, maybe a starter and a pick for, for Julio, like a high, a high, maybe a first and a good starter then I, I wouldn't necessarily be like, that's a horrible trade or whatever. Like I wouldn't, but if you're, if you're go, if you're, if you're looking for, holy crap, I'm stuttering. But if you're looking for purely just picks from Julio, then I'd be like, well, I mean, I'd like it, but it just doesn't really line up with keeping Ryan. And now I guess that also kind of depends. Like how long do you envision Ryan staying as your quarterback? Because he's what 35, I want to say. So if, if it matches up with how long, I guess, a guy like Breeze or Brady or I guess all these kind of pocket quarterbacks, even a Rivers, you probably still have another five years out of Ryan. So, you know, maybe it's maybe it's not as bad as I think. Um, yeah, I, I didn't think they wanted to trade Julio. Uh, we'll see what offers they get. I think it's going to require a pretty solid amount for them to want to actually pull the trigger on a trade. Uh, as far as the Patriots are concerned, it would depend on the compensation totally. Uh, I think the Patriots are a team that can compete for the division. I think anything can happen in the NFL playoffs. If, if the hot team gets in at the right time, I think the hot team can win games. And if the Patriots happen to be that hot team, I think they can win games. And I think Julio would definitely help that if they were a hot team in the playoffs. Um, but again, it would depend on the compensation. I don't want to give up a first. I don't want to give up a first for Julio just because Julio is old. And I think that's rough. And I think he's injured a lot. And I think Julio could realistically, if Julio fell off this year, it wouldn't necessarily shock me just because he's, he's up there in age and he's, you know, he's been an injury prone guy pretty much his whole career. Um, and obviously age doesn't really help at all. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, I think Ryan is, they extended him for two more years, but it's honestly really more one year, but I guess they can have him for that second year. So definitely some weird things going on there. Um, but it does seem like he may get traded again. It all depends on the offer. If it's not a good enough offer, you just don't trade him. But um, yeah, it's, it would be weird if they did trade him. Obviously you have to take pits, not taking the quarterback, uh, especially when you're right there uh, too. But um, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, that was the one NFL note. Um, from today I don't think anything else has really happened outside of you know what we've been talking about um, so I guess anything else no that's it that's it uh, um, well I guess we'll be back I guess Tuesday uh, probably um, so I guess game I guess we'll probably have game one and game two of each series you start Saturday then you have Sunday and Monday so probably game one of um, the Western conference or at least somewhat Western conference, some Eastern conference and game two of some of uh, each two. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, we may put something out before that, maybe possibly, but at least Tuesday we'll be here. Yeah. And uh, feel free to check everything on the description. Uh, I did upload a TikTok as a recent talking about the playing games as well. Yesterday, I'll probably do some more of that. Maybe some stuff on, you know, Twitter is in the description as well. Me and Brandon's accounts. So Stay tuned on that type of stuff. Uh, if we don't upload till Tuesday, there will be NBA-related stuff for sure on those social medias and everything, so check that out. But, uh, yeah, we'll be back. And also, I mean, just news in general. Like, Twitter would be, like, a place that, you know, if we don't exact, if, you know, if you don't know when's an upload and if we want to upload something, we'll probably, it goes out on Twitter, goes out on Instagram. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned, and uh, we'll be back at the latest probably Tuesday. <laughs>